Today, I'm talking to one of my certified Scrum product owner graduates. His name is Doug. Doug, why don't you say hi to everybody? Hello. (laughs) And we just figured out that it's been almost two years since you've taken the certified Scrum product owner course, the CSPO. Mm -hmm. And what I recall is that you and I had uh, connected before you came to the class. And one of your questions was, hey, if I take this class, uh, will it help me in finding a job? You know, because I want to. I want to get back out there. I want to do something current. Is that about right? Like you were, you were concerned about job placement, right? Was, right, correct. And then I actually ran across the email you sent me shortly after completing the course, saying that you had in fact been able to get some interviews going. And how well prepared the recruiters were telling you that they felt you were for the product owner role. Can you say a little bit about that? Correct. Yeah. So um, just a quick little bit of background. I've been involved with iterative software development environments for quite a while. Um, But it was, I, I had always worked in more of a kind of a customer service capacity and being in between jobs. Um, I was having a difficult time, um, you know, finding a role that was a good fit. And once I took the certification training, um, not only did I understand agile concepts a whole lot better and and deeper, but I was able to speak to them um, with a level of detail that really seemed to register with uh, different organizations that, that I talked to and interviewed with. Um, and in addition to that, being able to put on my resume that I hold that certification definitely um, helped me to secure a lot of interviews. So prior to taking the class, I was having a difficult time even getting an interview. And um, then with with kind of limited or informal agile experience, I guess I should say, I, I wasn't able to really articulate those concepts very well, period. But uh, after after having taken the class um, and, and having got my certification, um, I, I received quite a bit of feedback from from different interviewers that uh, they, they really liked uh, some of the things I had to say about you know how to function in a in a scrum agile environment and um and and that i i was able to speak very well to some of those concepts so that that definitely uh was a result of having taken the class and and the certification well that's great thanks for sharing that because sometimes uh, i don't really find out what happens next with my students lives i sure. I, mean, I connect with you before class and then we spend two days together and sometimes i kind of wonder so it was really great to get that email from you yeah. well since you did successfully connect with um, recruiters and were able to interview it sounds like You've since been in a product owner role. Can you share a little more about the product owner role or roles that you've been in since the course? Absolutely. So I'm on my second role since I completed the course. My first was to help uh, build a web application for a um, corporate tax consultancy. And so we were building a, a brand new product from which, from where they had nothing in place before. So it was definitely a ground up build. And I was with that team for a little over a year. 
and a tremendous learning experience as I had never been a part of a, a brand new product being built from from scratch. And uh, from them, now I just moved on to a new assignment with a leading healthcare uh, services provider and um, supporting multiple products within their portfolio and um, working with multiple scrum teams and just getting more and more comfortable and, and really able to do my job more effectively continuously. Well, it sounds like the first one you described was, I guess, what I would call small scrum, right? One product, one product owner, one development team. And then it sounds like you've moved into an environment where it's multi-team scrum. Most people call that scaling, or some people will use the the scaling word, but it sounds like it's a little more advanced. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I've got teams located all over the globe that I'm coordinating with. So I've got not only development, but I've got... um, you know, quality teams and and uh, other people in in you know various product roles uh, scattered all around the globe and all around the country, and then of course locally in the office, locally here as well. So um, quite often I'm coordinating efforts, uh, development efforts across multiple teams spanning you know all around the United States and um, internationally as well. What advice would you have, sitting where you're sitting now, what advice would you have for somebody who's in the same position you were in when you were looking at taking the course? That's a great question. Um, A lot of these agile principles can be applied in, in, in different ways. So it's not just setting up scrum ceremony meetings and and carrying through with those um you know story estimating and retros and and planning and and things to that effect um but but really you know keeping that inspect and adapt thought process close at hand and and um you know really being able to evaluate constantly really every every step of the process so with with one of the teams that I came into uh, with my most current role they they really had been kind of understaffed and were were just kind of trying to make it work to the best of their ability and so I was able to kind of institute some of these um, some of these these scrum agile you know ceremonial meetings um, uh, you know they they weren't doing daily stand-ups they they weren't doing any formal estimating it was just being done on the fly um backlog grooming retros so um i was able to you know kind of come in and put those things in place um but then at the same time you know i i also try to take some of those concepts and and i'll take one particular specific meeting and then i'll talk with the team about okay you know what what could we have done better there or so i, I try to apply those those concepts uh, not just at the the product level, uh, but then I try to kind of zoom in a little bit and apply those uh, same concepts to um, smaller, you know, smaller scale things like um, like a like one specific meeting or um, you know one one specific plan. So I, I guess I, I know I'm kind of 
talking long here, but uh, my my advice would be to to really uh, realize that that these these things that we learn they they don't just apply to the overall development. You can apply a lot of these principles to um, much smaller uh, much smaller things that make up your day. Um, you know, like specific meetings, for example, and um, and and that's been really you know beneficial in in kind of keeping everybody moving forward and and adapting great. and coming out better off. So great. And one of the things that we talk about in the product owner course certainly is the leadership that the product owner has to give to a development team. Mm-hmm. We also talk about stakeholder expectations. Mm. Is there anything that you've been able to take out of the course and then either immediately apply or even later in your second role apply in terms of managing stakeholder expectations? Sure. Uh, you know, I, I find that, and, and this is something I definitely can credit the, the course with, is that a, a lot of times I, I feel better positioned now to be able to take the emotion out of some of these higher stakes stakeholder conversations and use things like data um, to be able to uh, give a a projection of when we might be when we might reach a particular milestone, for example. Um, so that's that's definitely something that I've learned is is um, if. if if I'm executing everything correctly and I've got stories that are sized correctly and I've got a backlog that's being groomed correctly, um, that produces data that I can then use to guide me through some of these more complicated um, discussions with stakeholders. And so it, it, it's beneficial because now I can tell stakeholders, well, we're, we're looking at September for this particular feature. And here's why. We have this many stories estimated at this size. And here's the size of our team. And our, our sprint velocity is, you know, X. And so from that, I'm able to kind of extrapolate and, and really give more meaningful um, estimates to stakeholders and really be able to kind of back up that estimate and say, here's how I arrived at that. And so um, it's really helped me to be able to put a little more formal process around uh, giving in you know, the example is still giving a, a, a date for a, for a milestone to be accomplished. Um, whereas before it may have just been a, a gut feeling. Um, now I'm able to do that based on, on data. And, um, and, and so that, that's right. going to help. Yeah. So I love two things there about what you just said. You know, number one, certainly the data-driven conversation, because that's what we do focus on. Yeah. And I like that you positioned it, hey, if I'm doing this, as intended, I'm going to get all this wonderful data. But the the bigger thing that I thought was awesome about what you said is it allows you to take the emotion out of it. You know, yes. this isn't personal. It's, you know what I mean? It's just yes. so often I think that um, organizations are making demands on, you know, scope versus date or how much scope do I get by a particular date? And people get really emotional about it. So I, I, I like that you've had that aha about Nope, this is this is what the data says. So now what do we want to do about it, right? 
And that's that's exactly what's just happened. So there's a feature that I'm working on right now that apparently was started, um, you know, well over a year ago. And I'm not exactly clear as to why it stalled, but it did. And so now the business is is definitely anxious to have this as soon as they can. And the original projection, I think, was October. And you know, so I've got the business coming to me saying, well, you know, we really need this as soon as possible. And I'm able to respond to that by saying, well, okay, here's, you know, here's what we have right now. So for the next release, we're, we're, we're pretty much booked, you know, we, we're not going to be able to get it into that. And I'm able to show them the, the, the releases behind that and say, you know, best effort based on our velocity and and based on a few other factors, this is where you can expect it to be released. And I always preface that conversation with saying, this is what I know today. I need to reserve the right to update this projection as I learn as things change. That date could be adjusted either way. It, It could end up needing to be extended or it could end up being sooner than but right now today based on our velocity and based on a few other factors i can tell you that september is a good bet for this particular feature so yeah it definitely definitely helps me to uh, negotiate especially when i'm negotiating with people that are a lot higher up the food chain than i am on the corporate ladder yeah and do you find that those people are coming to your sprint reviews and having those conversations there, or do you wind up doing a bit of both, you know, having the, the development team share what they did and, and letting people know where we're at at the review and then following up with some other kind of stakeholder refinement, or do you tackle that all in the review? How do you do it as a product owner? Well, I, I'm I'm mainly with with this particular situation. I'm mainly responding to people that are coming to me directly, mm-hmm. um, but I, I certainly have um, I, I certainly do in, I encourage people to attend uh, uh, sprint reviews and, and demonstrations, and um, I definitely try to use that as a as a time when I can I, I can kind of show you this is you know this is what it looks like. This is what the review looks like. And, and it just kind of brings them into the, gives them a little bit more visibility in, into development so that it's not quite just such a nebulous subject that they, they don't have real great insight into it. Does that make right. sense? Right. It does. The one other thing I wanted to ask you about, um, we'll go down a little deeper. So that's high level stakeholders. But in the class, we talk a lot about product backlog management. And uh, we used to use the word prioritized quite a bit. The the new Scrum Guide says ordered, just Mm -hmm. so that people can't pull the old, it's all priority Mm -hmm. on you. And even if they do say, hey, it's all priority, uh, what have you found from a product backlog management standpoint that works well for you in terms of, hey, I might need to rank your idea higher than this other idea. Mm-hmm. Is, does that go well when you provide transparency or is there any other tips or tricks you've picked up on it, backlog management? 
It, it does. I guess the only tip or trick is that, and I, I have done this exactly in, in this manner before, where I will sh I will show them a list of, of stories that are prioritized higher, and I will say, yeah, we can absolutely move this up in priority. Pick one of these above that is going to be okay to put on the shelf so mm. that we can increase the priority on this particular story or feature. And that that's very effective because oftentimes the list that they're seeing are, are all important big ticket items. And so, you know, sometimes when they see, well, three very important things and, you know, I, I tell them, okay, well, pick one because that one's going to have to come out if you if you want to raise the priority on on this particular feature that's that's close to your heart right and so um, that, that's that that's a pretty good technique to use I think because um, at the end of the day you know we we have finite resources we have finite capacity and with a with a well-organized excuse me backlog um, it makes it pretty easy for me to to say well okay we can definitely you know we we can make that happen a little sooner but in order to do that something has to come out right it's got to give yeah exactly and so again it and it, it really kind of goes back to taking the emotion out of it um everything it, it, you know we I think in the class, uh, you know, if, if everything is a priority, then nothing is a priority. Right. <laughs> so, yep. And and so it it just it it makes it a whole lot. And in, in, I, I seem to get good feedback on on that also because it it just makes it very matter of fact. You know, this is the amount of story points that we can do in a sprint. Um, you know, here are the stories that are ranked above that. So if you want that to, to come up in priority, we can absolutely do that. But something's got to come out. And so it, it's really hard, I think, to argue against that if, if you're a, if you're a high ranking stakeholder, because it's it's very black and white and it's very logical. And um, so that that's definitely uh, helpful. Well, I appreciate you talking to us today. Any final pieces of advice or any final thoughts for somebody who may be looking at taking a CSPO and kind of on the fence? Somebody looking yeah. at coming to the product owner course? Well, I, I would say that, you know, number one, you can apply these principles in your life outside of work. So there's some ancillary benefit there. Um, and, um, you know, each organization works a, a little bit differently, but if you kind of stick to your guns and stick to some of the core concepts of, of you know, in, inspect and adapt. And um, what, what this class did, Angela, is it taught me how to think my way through some of these situations, right? How to use some of these principles to solve problems and to, to really, um, you know, get the team into the best shape that it can be. And so I, I guess I would just, you know, encourage people to think about applying some of these concepts, not just to software development, but um, to other areas of their work life and their home life too, because um, I, I find areas all over, both at work and at home, where I can apply some of these principles. That's great. Thanks so much for talking to me about this today, Doug. 
You're welcome.